This is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, your indispensable beacon in the vast ocean of consulting procurement. My name is Elaine and I'm your host today. I trust you've got your thinking caps on because today we're heading back to school, consulting procurement 101, if you will. So the question on our slides, what really defines consulting? Now, if you were to ask this in a room full of professionals, you probably Get as many answers as there are shares, or maybe even a few more, perhaps from the pot plants too. But today you're stuck with me and my take on it. So if you're not for, I promise, an enlightening exploration with maybe just a sprinkle of wit. But before we plunge into the deep end, let's take a brief stroll down memory lane and recap last week's episode, which, if I may say, was an absolute cracker. Traditionally, consulting procurement was the domain of exclusive leaders, laser-focused on project scope and management. But as we discussed, there's so much more beneath the surface. Often, the trucks like sourcing top-tier consultants and honing negotiation strategies doesn't get the spotlight it deserves. Times are changing, you know? Progressive procurement teams are no longer just counting pennies. They are assessing the entire value spectrum of a consulting project. And that means aligning project with long-term visions, meticulously selecting consultants and overseeing these endeavors for maximum impact. So in consulting, it's not just about short-term savings, but the broader, more impactful picture. If there's a golden nugget from our last chart, it's this. The true value in consulting goes beyond immediate savings. It's in the lasting impact, the strategic alignment and the continuous evolution toward greater success. So as we wrap up last week's reflections, remember, in the world of consulting, every decision we make drops a bigger story of the organization. So you didn't catch that broadcast, tune in via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. And for a more in-depth understanding, navigate to consultingquest.com and immerse yourself in our web papers, our ebooks, and podcast transcripts. And if you fancy, spend Spread the word to your colleagues and grace us with a review. You know, your insight don't just matter, they drive us. They inspire us to refine and elevate our content offerings. So let's champion this pursuit of insight hand in hand. Also, we host free hands-on workshops throughout the year. These sessions cover pivotal topics such as negotiating with consulting firms and crafting an effective RFP for consulting services. So if you're eager to join in one or more of these workshops, drop me a line at hcl at consultingquest.com. But back to today's pressing question, what truly defines consulting? To understand this, we need to trace back its origin. So the term made its way to the English language in the 16th century from the French word consulter. Historically, this means seeking advice, looking for information, or asking an expert. This would go even deeper to the Latin consultare, which encompasses reflection, deliberation, and advice seeking. So bringing it to the present, the Cambridge Dictionary simplifies as the activity of business giving expert advice about a particular subject, essentially at the heart of consulting, past or present, in the act of providing expert advice. 
It seems the core essence of the world hasn't wavered much through the ages. Nowadays, it seems like everyone and their dog is a consultant of one kind. You know, from bridal consultants, and let's be real, they're essentially wedding planners, you know, no disrespect, to real estate consultants, often just another fancy temporary real estate agent. But title has become a tad, you know, a big business. However, when we peel back the layers, consulting typically narrows down to three main sectors, management, IT, and engineering. And a fun little tidbit for you, when you stumble across the word consulting in media, there's an 80% chance it's referring to management consulting. So while the world of consulting might seem vast and varied, here at Smart Consulting Sourcing, we're zoning on the heart of the matter, management consulting. All right. Let's demystify this creature called management consulting. If we were to pop open the Cambridge Dictionary, a favorite pastime of mine, obviously, by the way, uh, we'd find it described as the job of giving advice to companies about the best ways of managing and improving their businesses. Quite succinct, isn't it? But honestly, it's spot on. You know, in its essence, management consulting is about offering B2B services to help businesses level up. So while the term might sound grandiose, at its core, it's all about enhancing and evolving. When we talk about internal consulting, we're drawing against so the Cambridge Dictionary's definition, a scenario where someone within an organization seeks advice from a department processing specialized knowledge or skills on a particular subject. So whether you're dealing with external or internal consultant, the constant element here is it's about seeking specialized expertise and guidance on a defined subject. Now, when diving into the world of management consulting, there's a diversity in the nature of assignments. So let's break it down. The project, the majority of consulting assignments fall under this category. They have a defined start and end with clear deliverables set out at the beginning. It's all about achieving specific outcome within a set timeframe. Then we have retainers. Consistent engagement. The consultant dedicates a portion of their time exclusively to a client, regardless of where that time is fully utilized. It's common for roles requiring consistent touch points like personal coaching or advisory roles. Then we have one of assignments. Anonym suggests they are unique standalone tasks or events, even conceptualized, executed by consultant. They could be a specialized training session, an exclusive workshop, or detail or made engagement. As you see, management consulting is versatile, whether you're after a comprehensive solution, consistent advice, or unique engagement, there's an approach to fit the bill. And just like that, consulting retains its dynamic and adaptive character, even ready to cater to diverse business needs. All right, folks, since project-based work is a big player in the consulting world, both in terms of sheer volume and the financials, let's zoom in on that today. Imagine, if you will, a vast 2D matrix. On one side, you've got all the industries you can think of, from aerospace to zoological studies. And on the other side, you've got the various functions or capabilities of a company. So say that you need deep in strategy at a dairy company. Believe it or not, there are consultants out there whose entire world has says, yeah, you guessed it, strategy for the dairy industry. <laughs> the next week, we'll dive into the nuances of these capabilities, that some decisions and some hands-on project example. But for now, let me give you a snapshot of these overarching capabilities. So, and management starts the master blueprint. You know, this is about defining direction, setting goals, and ensuring the company is on the right path to achieving them. 
Then you have sales and marketing. It's the art and science of selling. Now it focuses on customer acquisition, brand presence, and strategies to boost revenue. Then you have human capital, essentially the people factor. From talent acquisition to training and development, it's all about maximizing the potential of a company's human resources. Then operations, you know, the heartbeat of the business. This concerns optimizing processes, supply chain management, and ensuring the day-to-day -day runs smoothly. Now technology and digital, in other words, IT and its evolutions. These dive into leverage technology from implementing new systems to optimizing digital operations. You have also research and development, you know, the innovation engine. It's about developing new products, services or processes and staying ahead of the curve. Of course, you have also finance and risk, which are numbers mostly, and they revolve around financial planning, managing risk, and entering a company's fiscal health. Now, let's dissect the autonomy of a management consulting project. Let's roll up our sleeve and dig into what goes on behind this polished presentation in crisp suits. So we kick things off by onboarding the consultants. You know, with the proposal inks having barely settled, our consultants are ushered in, reminiscent of that nervous energy from the first day of call. And they met with a hearty welcome and did a detailed dossier, bringing with essential insight, or maybe just maybe even a gentle nudge about certain company tales best left unspoken. Don't be fooled, this phase isn't solely about information handover. Beyond laying the groundwork is the golden period where we dive deeper, meticulously detailing the execution mechanics, identifying champions and key stakeholders, prompting potential landmines, and setting the scene for success. Moving right along, we then find ourselves in the diagnosis phase. Think of it as the consultants donning their detective hat. You know, here they plunge into the sea of data, engage in a lightning conversation with key stakeholders and embark on a mission to unearth patterns, dig out root causes, and unravel the not scrutinizing those pesky problems you're facing. And while they're at it, there's often a dash of benchmarking. After all, who doesn't like to see how they stack up against the competition? The touch of healthy competition, and perhaps a nudge toward industry best practices, can illuminate the path forward. So following our in-depth diagnosis, which addition to the recommendations phase, it's here that consultants arm with their recent findings and backed by the industry or capability expertise, dissect the various options on the table. Instead of simply throwing solution at you, they weigh the implication of each option on your business, evaluating the potential ripple effects. By the end of this phase, you're not just presented with a small gas board of choices. Rather, you receive nuanced recommendations underpinned by well-thought-out reasons steering you towards what they believe is the best course of action. It's less about here are the options and more about here's what we think and here's why. Now, while some projects might wrap up at the recommendation stage, consulting in its ever versatile nature goes a step further. But there's a little intermission first, you know, a crossword moment, if you will. The project's committee steering committee, perhaps even the company's top brass, convinced to make a pivotal decision. It's a classic go-no-go juncture, -no -go you know, determining which among the proposed options they're hitching their wagon to. And once that's squared away, we then delve into crafting the roadmap. It's the art of sense of connecting the dots, you know, spanning from a starting point of diagnosis to our chosen destination. And this is just 
not only about the path, it's a careful plotted journey. Ensuring the transition is as smooth and strategic as possible. And after all, knowing your destination is only half the battle. Charting the optimal route is where the magic truly happens. And at this juncture, we find ourselves at yet another pivotal crossroads. There's a palpable air of anticipation, another defining gonna-go moment for me. The roadmap, with its strategic turns and potential detours, it's up for scrutiny. Is it getting the green light? And if it does, another critical choice awaits. Do we continue this journey with our trusted consultants or take the reins internally? If the decision is to forge ahead, we transition into the implementation phase. Here, the rubber meets the road, literally. The meticulous crafted map is set into motion. It's not just about following the path, but managing the inevitable changes and challenges that arise. And throughout this phase, there's a diligent monitoring of progress, ensuring that the journey stays true to its intended course and the destination remains in clear. After all, a well-laid plan is only as good as its execution. Every time which one of these pivotal gonna go intersections, the consultant, hand in hand with the internal project manager, meticulously prepare presentations tailored to the steering committee. They are your run-of-the-mill slide text. They are strategic, concise, and designed to inform pivotal decisions. You know, while these presentations often serve as the grand finale for each phase, punctuating its conclusion, it's worth nothing that they are the sole artifact of the consultant's effort. Along the journey, after each significant activity or milestone, you'll find intermediary deliverable checkpoints. These documents capture the consultant's findings up to that moment and outline the road ahead. They serve as both a record of progress and a beacon for the next step in the consulting adventure. As well with any well-executed endeavor, the consulting project concludes with a thorough wrap-up. Think of it as tying a neat bow on the exhaustive efforts of both the clients and the consultants. And at this stage, the clients go through a checklist of sorts, ensuring every deliverable mapped out in the project in fancy has indeed been provided. It's also the moment for a financial check-in, ensuring all outstanding invoices, barring the last ones, of course, have been settled. You know, this wrap-up isn't solely a backward glance, it's also forward-looking. It's the moment for a preliminary debriefing with the consultants, you know, providing feedback and insight that can benefit future engagement. Crucially, this phase is about entering a smooth transition from when the consultants exit stage left. And it's worth emphasizing the word finalized here. While the details are cemented during the wrap-up, the essence of this transition plan should be conceived from the get-go, ideally outlined as early as the RFP process. So this foresight ensures continuity and sustained progress even after the consultants have taken them up. After our insightful journey today, I hope you've got a clear panorama of the consulting universe. Now let's weave together the thread of our discussion. We can trace the word consulting back to its roots. It's all started with a French term, consulté, and its Latin predecessor, consultare. Both words whisper the answers of seeking advice and reflection. And centuries later, consulting still revolves around offering the expert insight in a modern boardrooms and Zoom calls. In today's bustling world, you might stumble upon a consultant for just about anything from weddings to wines, but when we distill it down, 
you'll find this trio predominantly, management, IT, and engineering. And out of this, management consulting seems to stand under the spotlight the most. Consulting follows a structured approach. The process be begins with a comprehensive onboarding to ensure that both consultants and clients have a clear understanding of the objectives. After this initial phase, the thorough diagnosis assessment is conducted to identify the challenges and needs of the client's organizations. Based on this assessment, the recommendation phase follows, during which consultants analyze the data and insight gathered to propose the most effective strategies and solutions. And once that direction is decided, the roadmap phase starts the journey from the current reality to the desired future. The real magic happens in the implementation phase, turning strategy into tangible action. And at critical junctures, strategic presentations serve as the pivotal moments determining the trajectory of the initiative. And as the engagement reaches its climax, the wrap-up ensures every commitment is met and a transition plan is in place for a seamless post-consulting continuation. Consulting is a blend of expert advice, strategic planning, and meticulous execution to amplify an organization's success. All right, dear listeners. So mark your calendars and set the reminders because next week's episode promises to be enlightening too. We'll dive in deep into capabilities and services where we lay out the vast panorama of consulting services. So ever wonder precisely what consultants are up to behind this Polish presentation? We'll unravel the mystery for you, offering our unique taxonomy of consulting services and providing real-world examples of projects under each capability. So don't miss out on this, I hope, interesting journey only on smart consulting sourcing. So till then, stay safe and keep up the smart consulting sourcing game. Remember, I'm always game for a chat. If you have any question or need guidance with consulting procurement initiatives, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or drop me an email at hcl at consultingquest.com. Au revoir for now and happy sourcing. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.